What's up, everyone? I'm going to be doing a solo episode of the podcast this week. The Autism Grown Up podcast is just one of the many resources that Autism Grown Up offers. We are an online nonprofit organization focused on talking about growing up and navigating adulthood and providing the resources, strategies, and ideas, as well as support to help you along the way. Whether you're an autistic self-advocate at any age, a family member, professional, or someone who's an ally who wants to learn more, this is the place for you. Through this podcast, we share conversations and interviews, as well as strategies from our resource center about people and organizations that are doing work in this exact area. There's not a lot of resources and information when it comes to those teen years and adulthood, as well as even just shifting our focus towards thinking about the lifespan itself. So this is the place where we are hoping to fill in those gaps. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Regan, so you will be hearing my voice around these parts. I am a sibling. I have two brothers on the spectrum, Tyler and Tanner, and I've been in the autism field for well over a decade at this point, from doing direct care support, social work, uh, special education, and research in schools and in the community. So I've learned a lot along the way and have had so many conversations with folks just like the ones you're gonna be listening to and I wanted to share these conversations with you as well. So get ready, grab a cup of coffee or tea or your preferred beverage and let's sit down together with today's guest. We've had so many wonderful interviews over the past several months and I've gained so many new listeners. Our audience is growing. Thank you for those of you who are just joining us and huge thank you for those of you who have been with us. It means so much to me and our interview guests too that you are spending the time with us. I've been loving how this podcast has become a great place to share in the community what so many wonderful people and organizations are doing to support autistics and families and professionals in their area, but also online. So something I've realized is that it has been a little while since I've done a solo episode. Um, Let me see, I think it was back in March, uh, March 5th, our episode on transition planning. I did a solo episode on that about one of our transition planning resources now in our free resource library. Uh, But I haven't really done anything about updates about autism growing up. Uh, things that are going on behind the scenes, behind the podcast. This podcast, if you didn't know, is just one of our many resources that we offer in our resource center. Yeah, so let's just like jump in. I feel like uh, it's been a little bit since we've gotten a chance to talk, so why not take the opportunity right now? We have a lot of great interviews coming to you in the upcoming weeks. I'm also going to switch up the format a little bit, maybe do a solo episode here and there, link to resources coming out of our free resource library and our blog, and also switch up interview styles to do panel episodes, so focusing on specific topics like virtual learning, distance uh, and remote working, and those types of topics, navigating the pandemic as it stands today, uh, mental health, coping skills, all of those areas. So stay tuned for those episodes. I'm very excited about those. They're in the works. 
And then we also want to do some other episodes getting feedback and your thoughts from you as a listener and from others in the autism community on how you are working through things and navigating things, as well as sharing strategies. So like the panel version, but from you as a listener, it's always great to hear what you all are gaining from these episodes. But also, I know you are an expert on your experience and have things to share, too. So I want to hear from you that way, too. So uh, stay tuned for that information as well. The format of that will be really, really cool because that could be so widespread. It's kind of going to be like a place where you can submit an audio recording of your answer to a question, and it'll be really easy to put up that way, or you can submit a, a written response. But I will not share any more details about that. I'm still figuring those out, so I want to make sure we have those as clear as possible for you by the time that comes out. So yeah, stay tuned. Another thing I realized is as of this summer, summer 2020, this year has gone by so fast and yet so slow at the same time. You feel me? Uh, it's just, I realized the other day that it has been two years since I started autism growing up. I started autism growing up in kind of the springish of 2018 as I was wrapping up my PhD in special education and my brothers were just getting off our Medicaid waiver wait list here in North Carolina and we were both, all of us, just in these crossroads of what do we do next and have to figure out what our next steps are and have to figure out what are the resources and networks that we can rely on to figure these next steps out. And uh, for me, I realized I wanted to share more of our experiences through our blog and maybe create some resources here and there. And that's really what Autism Grown Up started as. Actually, uh, I will say, just a fun trivia fact, Autism Grown Up actually started as Autism Grows Up. But I, I think over that summer, I had decided that grown up sounded better and it kind of stuck. It still does stick. And yeah, so as they were trying to figure out that process, uh, the Medicaid waiver here in the state, we had to wait for, I don't think I've said this, for those of you who may not know this, here in North Carolina, the average wait time is about 10 years between uh, applying and letting you know you have a slot on the wait list to actually finding out that you have a spot on the waiver and that you can start receiving services from it. So the timing was actually pretty great for both of my brothers. The oldest of my two brothers, Tyler, he was 26 at the time. So he had been out of high school for a few years. He had decided to stay until 21. Uh, we all decided together. And then uh, Tanner, my youngest brother, was 18 at the time. So the timing of that couldn't have been better for him because he had decided to exit high school services then he graduated, got a certificate of completion because he, he was receiving services, uh, special ed services in a separate setting. Uh, so that was his version of graduating from high school. And my mom was kind of in this crossroads herself because she had, thankfully, she can be at home and she was at home with Tyler uh, for a while after he had graduated and then she wasn't sure what to do when it came to having both of my brothers at home. And she's a trooper. She's, I mean, she has four kids, but I think, yeah, just having to figure out what is the day-to-day -day type of thing. I, yeah, it just was a lot for her to have to manage. 
And so the, the timing was great for this. We actually were able to, they wanted us to figure out our services right away. So we got into a day program nearby and then we got respite services and later on uh, community living support services, which I provide those once a week. I go down to visit my parents and my brothers for the day and I work with my brothers for the allotted eight hours of CLS, the community living supports, and then the eight hours of respite just to give my parents a little bit of a break. So that's what their day-to-day lives look like now, two years later, as of today. Uh, well, actually some updates there. The With COVID, my brothers no longer attend their day program. It's temporarily closed and they're still trying to figure out when that open date is. I think we will wait on re-entering the day program until everything's really safe because my, um, I mean, as we all have read autism and IDD, people in this population are at higher risk in terms of care and supports and symptoms with COVID. So we just want to be extra safe. And then Tyler also is, um, we just want to be extra careful because he is now, he had cancer and he's been in remission for, oh my goodness, uh, three years now. He had cancer, testicular cancer in 2017. And thankfully he has been in remission since then, but we just want to make sure because of the chemo, he could, he is technically immunocompromised. So they are both right now at home and I still provide the support. I go visit them every week and work with them then. Uh, So that actually has been able to give me the time to figure out how do I want autism grown up to look like? And that's been really, really wonderful for building out things like this, the podcast, seeing what we want to do with creating resources and a community and other types of supports that best support autism families, autistic adults, and so on. Essentially, you all as listeners. And right now, as we come up on these two years since, uh, we well, I turned Autism Grown Up into a nonprofit back in November 2019. We filed that 501c3 status and since then have really been able to hone in on the Autism Grown Up name, becoming a resource center, your go-to place for resources. So that kind of gives you all a big picture of what Autism Grown Up is about, what I've done and what it looks like right now. But I wanted to share five things that I've learned since starting Autism Grown Up. As you can tell, a lot has happened I mean, a lot happened in those first just few months of starting Autism Grown Up and figuring out, what do we do here? I chose a pretty non-traditional path after leaving my PhD. I was in an amazing special education program on the way to become an academic and do research in autism and intervention research. But I decided that year that maybe I wanted to pursue something outside of academia or adjacent to academia that is more community-based and can do more right away. And I'm very happy to share that I still stand by that decision. And I'm just so happy that I've been able to make such an impact with Autism Grown Up over the past two years. I'll get into some of the things we've done in two years and through my learnings really, and maybe talk about some things that I hope for the future. So let's just do it. So for the first thing I've learned, so number one, 
uh, also state that these are no in not in a particular order, maybe more so towards the end of this list. So no priority here. They're all of equal priority. Number one is the is that community is like the most important thing here. And it keeps me going every single day. And it helps to never forget that or to always just find a reminder in that. Uh, community being here locally to me in North Carolina. It's been wonderful to be able to build this community over, I don't know, the essentially probably the time since my family and I moved here to North Carolina. We've been building our amazing networks and community in Charlotte and then up here where I currently am in the Triangle, the Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area. And it's been so wonderful for just letting people know that something like Autism Grown Up exists and finding other people who are wanting to do work in this area or already are doing amazing work in this area and to still can be able to feel like I am part of the autism community even after making such a hard decision like what I did with leaving and choosing a different path after my PhD. And then also an online community We've, I got to, I've created one that kind of moves around with me, thankfully, across locations as I've tr been trying to figure out like, what's the best place that's super supportive, uh, allows us to be strategic and share strategies and resources, uh, but is also engaging. And I think right now I'm still trying to figure out what that uh, secret sauce is, but I'm so thankful for the our members right now who are with us on our Facebook group. I'll link that in our show notes if you want to check that out if you're not already a member. And then we also have one in a place called Mighty Networks. And that is a wonderful spot for those of you who don't want to be on Facebook and want to check out those things, but away from social media. And this community is wonderful for so many reasons. They give me such great feedback on our resources, what they want to see in the future. So, um, and you all are a part of this community too, as our podcast listeners, taking in what we have to share and sharing it with others too. We wouldn't be where we are today without you. That's it. And then number two is that it is still okay to ask for help. <laughs> I laugh because, I mean, you all know, this is just always a reminder uh, for all of us at any point in life, but uh, it's just especially funny because it is always one of my prerogatives, prerogatives when I am talking about self-advocacy. Uh, for autistic teens and autistic adults to be able to be comfortable and asking for help. And sometimes I get in that rut of like, oh, I've got to figure this out. I have to be independent here. Um, but really running a nonprofit like this, I have to ask for help all of the time, every single day. Um, when I say we with autism grown up, I am mostly meaning me, but I am also thinking about the people I rely on, like our board members, uh, volunteers, our interns. Yes, we have an intern this summer and variety of volunteers with our group um, and hoping to get more volunteers this fall. And by group, I mean our Facebook community and our Money Network community. But I still do a lot of work with this and I'm still trying to figure out what does autism grown up do on a day-to-day -day basis? How are we growing? What will our future look like? I'm pretty solid on our mission uh, and our vision of the 
organization. But when it comes to implementing this on a day-to-day basis, I do need help there. And I will also admit it is hard too to create all of this content without asking for help too, because I also need no need need to know and remember that I rely on my community like you to ask for help and uh, ask for you to share more about us. And that's something I need to remember for the future in terms of getting donors and partners with us, because that's the only way, one of the main ways we're going to keep growing too. So in a way, these five things I've learned are five things that I need to keep learning (laughs) over and over again. But I'm excited that we are still going to keep growing volunteer-wise, intern-wise. And we're kind of just, you know, we're disrupting a lot of ways that nonprofits work and a lot of ways that autism organizations work. And much less like just being an organization in the autism and adulthood space. There's a lot of new territory here. and, And I've learned so much along the way in terms of technology, like editing a podcast, uh, looking at audio levels, editing graphics, editing our website, our website design and all of that stuff. I've done all of that, but I'm looking forward to getting help with that in the future, (laughs) including growing our board and growing our staff as we go, uh, maybe more contractors with creating our resources. Those types of things are in the vision beyond here in the upcoming two years. So number three is, is that we still need to individualize. I'm used to working in small groups, one-on-one, in classroom settings. So I'm used to having to individualize on that level. But thinking broader than that is a lot of lived experiences to think about, to think about race and ethnicity, people's backgrounds, socioeconomic statuses, their experiences with this resource or this area and this knowledge. I cannot assume anything. So I need to try to explain as much as I possibly can. And I've learned through creating these resources that there is even more of a need to create more and more resources on individualization, especially into adulthood. Adulthood is such a broad topic. It at first seemed fairly niche or niche, however you prefer to say it, in terms of a nonprofit focused on autism and adulthood. But autism and adulthood looks like a wide variety of things. Like if I just pulled various listeners right now, a variety of you fall across even just these three categories of being an autistic adult, parent, or professional, all of your experiences vary from there. So even in our resources, I've had to figure out some specific ways to individualize for a professional who wants to pass on something like the lifespan checklist to a family. What are some things that they could say to set up the parent for success with that checklist or what would I say for a parent who is working on independence at home that they could easily pass along my content for their teen or adult to look at too and then not to mention the broad spectrum that autism is as well as the levels of needs and supports and age Age is a big one. Uh, That's something I want to learn more about and get specific on, maybe create some ranges of ages in the future, because we all know our autism population is 
our autistic population is growing up. We're talking a lot about those young adult years, but they're going to grow up too. So we need to be thinking about addressing up to age 18, 18 to the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. And you all can imagine there are a variety of things that come up in those, even just those age spans themselves. So yeah, there's going to be a huge need for continued individualization based on people's lived experiences, supports, ages, and so on. And right now our resources are pretty equipped to do this, but I'm looking forward to doing more in this. All right, number four is that there is such a huge need and there are huge gaps. No surprise here. I think being online and talking with so many people across the U.S., across the world even, I've realized on a more real basis just how severe these needs are and gaps are. And I've discovered even more things that tend to get overlooked because we are focusing on these bigger things and we haven't had a chance to really address those either. And so other things get enveloped in there too, like mental health, thinking about uh, low resource areas, rural communities versus urban communities that shows deserts of resources. And with autism resources slowly coming online, so many people are in desperate need for anything to support them on a day-to-day basis. So for those of you who are looking to start a nonprofit or have an organization that's looking to do something in the autism community, come talk to me because I think there are so many ideas and places to go with this because we cannot do everything. Um, I'm going to be telling myself again here to continue to be asking for help in other areas. And this is one of my ways to do that. There's so much that we need to do here in autism, disability, broadly, that desperately needs to be addressed. Like, for example, we do talk a lot about the need for increased employment for autistic adults, but then we also uh, need to look at the fact that getting a job may affect someone's ability to receive the benefits and insurance. Because when they do get a job, it may not cover those areas that that autistic person has previously and will need in the future. Like say they get a job, but it's a part-time job. And so they don't have benefits like insurance. And then they may make too much money from that part-time job to be able to continue to receive those services. So they lose those services and benefits and insurance. And so that's a major problem right there and something that still continues to be overlooked and something we will be actually discussing in a future episode in the coming weeks. And then number five, the fifth thing I've learned since starting Autism Grown Up is that this is just the beginning. There's so much to go from from here. Uh, I even just talked about before that young adulthood is is the big focus right now when we're talking about adulthood, but that is just the beginning of adulthood. There's so much more to go from here. And I guess it's just, it's such a deep meaning to be thinking about the beginning and getting super deep here. But this is also the beginning of Autism Grown Up. We're just getting started and there's so much more down this path of this organization and for what we get to accomplish in the future. We get to, this is just the beginning of our work with so many autistic adults, family members, professionals, and other stakeholders in our communities. So far, we've had 
as of right now, over 7,000 downloads of the podcast. We've had over 10,000 downloads of our resources. We have thousands of people checking out our website every single day. And that's just the beginning. So that's it from me today. Those are the five things I've learned since starting Autism Grown Up. Thanks for joining me today, going down a little bit of memory lane and looking down the future lane of what's going to be coming down our way. Uh, I don't have any specifics down yet, but one thing that you can definitely look forward to is more episodes on the Autism Grown Up podcast, including interviews, those panel episodes I talked about, and those audience-based episodes I was referring to at the start. I have to figure out a better name for those. We'll see. Maybe you all have an idea there too. Poll episodes? No, I don't know. P-O-L-L is what I was thinking. That's what I had written down at one point. We'll figure it out. Uh, That's also maybe number six. (laughs) We'll figure it out as we go. Talk with you all next week. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you are in a good place right now listening to this. And I look forward to another two years doing this thing. All right, I'll talk to you soon. You can check out everything that we talked about in our show notes on the Autism Grown Up website, autismgrownup.com, which is also linked in the description of this episode of wherever you are listening today. And this leads me to a quick ask. So if you found value in this episode and know that others would really also benefit from listening to this podcast, please leave us a rating and review. This really truly helps others in the autism community be able to find us easier online. You can also take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast on your phone or whatever device and tag us at Autism Grown Up. That's pretty much our tag everywhere. And that also helps get the word out about the show in a big way. So thank you ahead of time for doing that. And Thank you so much again for listening to another episode of the AGU podcast. I'm looking forward to our episode next week, and I'll chat with y'all soon. This episode was brought to you by our supporters. We are a nonprofit, and we would love you to become a supporter yourself of future episodes like this one. Like I mentioned, this is just one of the many resources we offer in our resource center, and we're working towards a fundraising goal on expanding our resource center, and we need your help. Go to autismgrownup.com support dash AGU to learn more and help us keep the show and our resource center running. 